Girlfriends, episode number 325, three things to do when you're burned out. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about what to do when you are burned out. This is a very common problem this time of year. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? Thank you so much for showing up for this episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. You know I love connecting with you here. If you are a sometimes or all the time listener, welcome back. If you are a first time listener, I want to give you a special welcome to the show. Thanks for checking us out. I hope you're going to like what you find here. So this week, we're talking about burnout. Now, why would this be on my mind? Well, maybe because it's June and pretty much every mom I know is walking around burned out. Not just every mom, every person. This is a very busy time of year. We often kind of make space for and allowances for maybe like the holiday season when things are extra busy. But I think we don't often enough recognize just how busy this time of year can be. And this is very much at the front of my mind because I'm many of my friends and family that I'm in touch with. I, I know they're going through a lot of different changes in their lives and different milestones this time of year and just a general sense of busyness that can really add up to a feeling of burnout. And I am feeling some of that coming off of my daughter Juliet's wedding, which was beautiful and a blessed event. Uh, I shared with you before um, when I was kind of pre-recording that I was kind of going back and referencing that recent podcast that I did. Well, not that recent now, three years ago, when my my oldest daughter, Katery, got married. And um, I have more thoughts along those lines. So probably a future show I'm going to put together on um, planning a wedding. There are so many things there, but it was a beautiful and blessed day. I want to thank those of you who are praying for us. Uh, many of you reached out with good wishes on social media and through email. And I'm so grateful to all of you. There's nothing quite like a big event like that to make you realize how important it is to be part of a community that there, we can't do things on our own and just need prayer support and actual physical support and you know help in many ways, hands-on support in many ways to go through something like that. So I'm so grateful to friends and family and strangers who were praying for us. So thank you all for that. So anyway, coming off of that, yeah, for sure, burnout is very much on my mind. And so before we dive into the three things I want to recommend that you do if you're feeling burned out, let's just talk a little bit about what I'm talking about here. Now, I'm not talking about depression, like clinical depression, but this is something for sure that if you don't address it, can lead to that. And it's something that maybe you don't even take the time because you're so busy to pause and recognize. So that's the first thing I want to encourage you to do. This is not one of my three things, but just to kind of do an assessment of yourself, especially this time of year, like do a do a body scan, do a mental health scan. How are you feeling? Are you waking up tired a lot of the time? Like after a night's sleep? Are you waking up and you still feel tired at the start of a day? Are you feeling a lack of joy or a lack of motivation at the start of your day or any time in your day? Are there things that used to make you happy or things that you used to enjoy doing that just feel like another to do on your list and you're feeling overwhelmed by it? You know, things that used to make you happy. I just recently realized this because not just the wedding, but multiple things, of course, this time of year, it's like end of year events, uh, sporting events, there's all kinds of celebrations and different kinds of milestones this time of year. And somebody like recently asked me something about Father's Day, like plans for Father's Day. And my immediate response was like, oh, 
Like, I can't celebrate another thing. Like, I just can't do it. And that's terrible, right? You feel terrible. You don't, you want to be able to enjoy these things. So, you know, if you're feeling that way, you're probably burned out on some level. Also, you know, pay attention to how you're physically feeling because you may not have emotionally or spiritually recognized a sense of burnout yet. But um, if you're burned out, your body knows it. You might have neck pain. You might have headaches. Uh, you might have just general achiness or fatigue that you don't normally have. Also, your moods. You might be more irritable. You might be impatient. I, I remember one time years ago, it was about, I think it was about the same time of year when it was, there were so many things going on in our family and we I was pulled in so many directions and I hadn't taken the time to properly assess it. And it took a freak out moment. Like I freaked out on one of the kids in a way that was terribly unfair. And afterwards kind of evaluating what the heck just happened. You know, like why did I respond in that really impatient, irritable way? And I realized it was kind of like a straw that broke the Campbell's back kind of situation where uh, it was just one thing too many. I just freaked out. And that, you know, don't wait for that to happen. <laughs> do an assessment, do a, do a scan right now. Just um, pay attention to how you're feeling physically, emotionally, spiritually. How are you feeling? And if you're, you are feeling burned out, that's a very common thing. So let, let's talk about some things to do if you are feeling burned out this time of year, whether it's because of end of school year things, graduations, weddings, sacraments. Oh, and by the way, there's an emotional cost to all of these things that I think that sometimes we don't give proper recognition to. That we can think, okay, I'm I'm so busy because, you know, my son's graduating from high school and I'm I'm putting on this party and I'm, you know, inviting the relatives and making sure he has his cap and gown and, you know, all of those things. But there's an emotional cost to it. Like it's emotionally draining to watch your kids go through these beautiful life events. And that's going to add up to depletion on your part. So recognize that. All right. So first thing I want to recommend that you do if you are feeling burnout is connect with people. This is the antidote to that burned out, exhausted feeling. And the first person that I want to encourage you to be connected with is yourself. How often are we so busy going through life, doing all of the things that must get done, especially during a very busy time of life? And we just, we're completely out of touch with ourselves physically. Like maybe you're not getting the sleep that you need. Maybe you're not get, you're not eating properly. You know, just make sure that you're connecting with yourself. And that might mean really blocking out some time for you to be alone. If you're an introvert like me, I know a lot of people don't believe I'm an introvert because I do things like podcasts and speaking and that sort of thing, which I love, but I am 100% an introvert. And what that means is I need time to myself. And um, actually, I realized this, uh, oh, the weekend after the wedding, there was like baseball going on. Uh, Dan was at work. It was a Saturday. And I had kids in a bunch of different places. And all of a sudden, I realized I was alone in my house and I was going to be for like three hours. Wow. I so needed that. I hadn't had the foresight to like actually schedule that, but I think God provided that for me where I was able to just clean up, like empty the dishwasher and wipe down the kitchen counters and tidy up in the bathroom. And, and how dumb is that, right? That that feels like self-care, but 100% it was. And just enjoy the quiet in my home and go for a run like, whoa, luxury, like absolute luxury and how much I needed that. So that might be you right now. Maybe you haven't even paused long enough to recognize you have that need to reconnect with yourself. 
you know, spending a little time in prayer. Because when we're getting so focused on all the details of all the things that must get done, you lose touch with yourself. You definitely can lose touch with God, with your connection with God. And so making that time to connect with yourself, I think, is so vitally important. And then also connecting with other people in your life. This is the antidote to that burned out feeling. Because the the ironic thing is, in all of these celebrations we're going through, whether it's Mother's Day and Father's Day and graduations and sacraments and weddings and anniversaries and birthdays, all of these things, they're a way of celebrating the people in our lives, the important relationships in our lives. And yet in our focus and our frenzy on all of the details with celebrating them properly, we sometimes lose connection with those very people. So that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? So I want to encourage you to connect with yourself, but also connect with the people who mean the most to you in this world, your your husband and your kids, your parents, your siblings, your close friends. Maybe make a lunch date with somebody. Maybe take some time, you know, just to get coffee with your husband or just take one of your kids out with you when you need to run errands or something and really be looking to connect with people because I'm telling you that is the antidote to that frenzied, burned out, kind of depleted, exhausted, disconnected feeling. We're meant for relationships with one another. We're not meant to be doing these things alone. And in our stress, sometimes we kind of get, we isolate ourselves and pull ourselves away from these connections. Hug your kids, hug your husband. Just connect with people in your life. And that can be a real antidote to that kind of burned out, depleted feeling that many of us are running around with this time of year. All right. So the next thing I want to encourage you to do is to reevaluate whatever it is you're working on. If you're feeling stressed out and burned out at work, reevaluate how much time you're spending at work what you're 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 doing with your work how you're spending your work day if you're feeling stressed out and burned out with your work at home whether it's keeping up with housework or keeping up with kids or all of the to-dos related to like end of the year end of the school year activities take a look at how you're spending your days and reevaluate it there probably are things that you could let go of that maybe you're holding on to out of pride like i always do it this way i always have homemade dinners whatever it is you're holding on to. I'm always the one who drives my kids to school or whatever. Ask for the help that you need. It can be a very humbling thing, but it really is just a, a symptom of our pride when we're holding on to things, doing all the things, you know, not asking for the help that we need. Evaluate the work that you do. Evaluate the way that you're spending your days and Look for ways that you can delegate. Look for ways that you can ask for help. Hire help if you need to and can afford to, whether it's hiring help with housekeeping or with childcare or with meals. You know, a, a way of hiring help is um, called takeout <laughs> and or, you know, making simpler dinners, those kinds of things. There, there are things that we sometimes hold on to out of a sense of pride, out of a sense of this is how I've always done it. I don't want to admit that I can't do it alone. And yet we're the ones that are just suffering as a result of it. And then sometimes, unfortunately, our families will wind up suffering as a result of us holding on to too many things, especially during a busy time. It's helpful to remind yourself, you know, maybe you do have this priority of like, I always make homemade meals and, you know, using organic ingredients. And this is a value that's truly important to me. Well, that's that's good. And yet recognizing I can get back to doing that after this particular set 
season, this particular set period of time. Kind of recognizing a busy time with, you know, it has an end to it. If you have a busy time and you don't see an end to it, well, that's a separate um, issue that you probably need to address separately. Like if your life in general is just too busy and you're feeling burned out endlessly. But if it's during a particular season, this is something that especially during baseball season every year when the kids were little and continuing now, it's still baseball season. (laughs) I've got two kids on the high school team. But recognizing that it's a set period of time can be really helpful. So when our kids were all little and I had kids on like five different baseball teams and we were practices and games and we were just, you know, juggling these different schedules every day and it disrupted our family dinner time and that sort of thing. I would always recognize like this is for like eight weeks. I would look at the calendar and be like, truly, this is for eight weeks. And it's important to our family. We want to be doing this. We love baseball. I really loved that my kids were involved in that in in sports in that way. And we kind of made a commitment to it as a family. But but me personally as a mom, because I was the one who's going to be bearing the brunt of a lot of these things like carpool and dinners on the go and that kind of thing. But recognizing there's sort of an end date to it. And there are some things that I'm going to just make a compromise on right now whether it's like the family dinner or the keeping up with laundry the way I want to, or the kind of housekeeping I want to be doing, or the way that we homeschool, you know, going to change how we do it in a way that wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be permanently doing it this way, but it's okay for eight weeks. Look for ways to kind of reevaluate the way that you're spending your time during that time. And you know, make those kinds of concessions. Allow yourself to cut some corners that you normally wouldn't cut. And recognize the fact that sometimes it's your pride. It's your pride that's making you hold on to things because you want to be the one to do it and you want to be the one who does all things and does them all well and never needs to ask for help. Now, that's not that's not a great that's not a great value to have. You know, you're holding on to your own pride in that way, in a way that ends up costing you. And when it costs you, it costs your family. It costs those that you are supposed to be loving and serving. So recognize that. So recognize the ways that you're spending your time, especially during a a particularly busy season of life, and look for ways that you can cut corners, let go of things, ask for help, like on a temporary basis. All right, the third thing I want to encourage you to do if you are feeling burned out this time of year, pulled in so many directions, is to reset your priorities. And getting back to the very basics, like you need food, you need sleep, you need rest, you need to pray, you need to exercise. These are very simple things. Like think about resetting your priorities down to these basics and then fill in the gaps around that. So, you know, you might be sacrificing sleep during an especially busy time of year, Um, but look for ways that you could reprioritize getting the rest that you need. It might mean lying down for a nap in the afternoon at a during a time when you never would do that. You know, I realized um, this was actually just a few days ago. And I realized in the afternoon, I am incredibly tired right now. And my temptation was to push through it, maybe get an energy drink or a coffee and just push through and keep on doing things. But then I realized, or I could just take 30 minutes and just go lie down for 30 minutes. And I did. And I didn't feel 100% after that, but I did feel better. Is there a way that you can do that? Or get to bed earlier? Or, you know, 
allow yourself to sleep in a little bit when you normally wouldn't. Just look for ways that you could prioritize getting the sleep you need because that really can combat a lot of the stress that you're feeling, a lot of the stress that you're physically taking on. You know, your body and mind need sleep in order to uh, rejuvenate. And that's just a basic human need. So look for ways that you could kind of reprioritize getting sleep. Also, pay attention to how you're eating. I know this is the first thing that goes out the window. When you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling busy, it's like, I, you know, I don't have time to worry about what I'm doing nutritionally. But, you know, if you're eating sugar, which is a a common thing for people to kind of just go to for that hit of energy, uh, you're you're costing yourself in the long run. You're going to be having a sugar crash. You're not going to feel good. You're going to feel sluggish afterwards. If you're you know counting on sugar and caffeine to kind of get you through, um, doing that you know day after day. I mean, on on occasion it's fine, right? But doing that day after day is really going to contribute to that sense of depletion that you have. Look for ways to be truly nourishing your body with good food. Eating, eating protein, eating fruits and vegetables, just back to the basics. And it, it really takes a conscious effort because sometimes because we feel like I need to be serving everybody. This is, you know, this is my work. This is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. This is a very busy time in my in my family life. And everybody needs me. So I can't possibly take the time to like make a salad for lunch or or whatever it is, or have a smoothie instead of a donut in the morning. But look for ways that you can just a little bit of investment. And this is something I've realized pays off, not just physically, because you feel better when you're you're taking care of your body in that way by paying attention to what you're eating. But uh, emotionally, it helps. You know, if you just take that five minutes, like to like, for me, it's about like taking five minutes to prepare a, a salad for myself. Like that's when I, I know that I am, I've done a little bit, like I've made that effort to, you know, take care of myself rather than just grabbing a granola bar or something that I know is like more sugary and isn't going to make me feel so good in the long term. But making that effort, it affects you emotionally that you know you're you're caring for yourself in this basic way. You're nourishing yourself and caring for yourself. And that goes a long way toward combating that feeling of burnout. And then, of course, I'm going to talk about exercise because this, I mean, I guess probably this should be in the show notes for every single episode of Girlfriends, <laughs> like move your body. And I don't mean that you have to be doing some major hardcore workout routine. Great, if that is something you're doing right now and enjoying. Um, but if not, don't think that that's what I mean by saying you need to be exercising, you need to be moving your body. It's a huge, huge stress reliever to physically exert yourself. That might mean going for a walk at a brisk pace. It might mean running up and down the stairs a couple of times. For me, when I'm feeling stressed out and I don't necessarily have the time to go for a run or do an official workout in any way, I will do the things I'm doing in a very physical way. So like, I think I've talked about this before, being a little bit inefficient with how you're doing things around the house can really help you to kind of work off some of that physical energy that gets pent up when you're feeling stressed. You know, I've told you before that if you are feeling stressed out, your body knows it. And your that stress is going to maybe build up in like tension in your neck that's going to cause you neck pain or tension in your shoulders. And all of a sudden, you're going to have a headache at the end of every day. Um, your body knows it. 
You need a, a way to kind of relieve that tension and that physical stress. And it doesn't have to be a hardcore workout, but it could mean just very physically doing the things that you're doing in your in your own home. So like if I have like laundry to do or dinner to prepare or just decluttering in the house, putting multiple things away, I will do it in a super inefficient way. Like that means I'm running up and down the stairs like a few different times, like putting things away or bringing laundry upstairs and that kind of thing. And I find that that can be a really helpful kind of little burst of energy in my day. And it it adds up. Or if you just have five minutes, do something physical, whether it's just going outside and, and walking around your house or just making a quick walk through your neighborhood or doing 20 jumping jacks or, you know, whatever it is, just finding a way to kind of physically release that pent up tension and energy. Because I know that the natural inclination is sometimes to go the complete opposite. Like I don't have time to go for a run. I'm just going to just like sit on the couch and and stress about all of the things I have going on right now. Or if you're stuck in the car, because you're doing a lot of different things. That's another way that you can kind of end up being, you know, very sedentary during a time in your life that's very stressful. And it takes, you know, deliberate action to combat that, to kind of counteract that sedentary way that you're spending a lot of your day. So look for ways to be more physical like that. Look for ways, like oftentimes I think that we kind of look for ways to reduce how much we're moving in our day. Like we look for the most efficient way, like I'll bring up all the things that need to be upstairs in one trip, I collect them all at the bottom of the stairs. And once a day, I bring them all up. Well, how about if you went up and down the stairs every time that you had a thing that you needed to bring upstairs or bring into the other room? How about if you did it that way? It it only cost you a tiny bit of time. And physically, you're going to feel better because you're moving your body. So look for ways that you're able to do that. If you are able to actually very deliberately go for a run, go for a walk, ride your bike, walk on the treadmill while you talk on the phone or something like that, definitely that's going to be very beneficial for you. Bonus points if it gets you outside because that actually is just a very rejuvenating thing to be in nature, whatever that means for you. Maybe it means going to a park. Maybe it means just walking out on your deck for a few minutes. Maybe it's going to be actually walking down your street or walking around your block, or if it's on your lunch break at work, walking around your office parking lot. I know people who do this, but find a way to do that. Okay. And then also while you're resetting your priorities, this is the one I'm going to come back to. Also something that should be in every single episode of the Girlfriends Podcast is prioritizing prayer. So we talked about, um, you know, reconnecting with people, starting with yourself. And part of that is going to be making time for prayer. And also, I know this is sometimes the first thing that goes out the window when you're very busy. Of course, you think, God will understand. I've got 20,000 things to do before I even get out of bed. I don't have time to sit still and pray right now. But that's when you especially need to do it. That's when you especially need to be starting your day in quiet prayer. Whatever that, whatever you can manage. If it's just five minutes, do it. Spend those few minutes just quietly praying, maybe um, on your way to work, if you travel to work on your commute, make it a quiet time for prayer before you get to work and the busy things start. Maybe before the kids get up in the morning or even after the kids get up in the morning, let them be occupied with something while you spend those, those few minutes sitting in the presence of God and connecting with Him. 
really vitally important that you're making that daily time for prayer, whatever you can manage. And, you know, I think sometimes we're, we're tempted to cross it off the list with all the other things that we're, we're, we're meant to be doing, right? That we're, we're called to be doing. And I'm not saying the things we're doing aren't important, but it's been my experience that when I do prioritize prayer, all those other things fall into place. When you have an especially busy day, start it out with prayer and all those other things are going to fall into place and make part of your prayer, asking God, inviting him into your schedule, inviting him into your calendar, asking him to help you see how you can get all of those things done, asking him to help you see where maybe you need to ask for help, ask for the grace to do it. There's absolutely nothing in the world you can do without God's grace, without God. Jesus is so explicit in the Gospels. He says, without me, you can do nothing. And that's pretty clear. (laughs) We can't do anything without him. So anything we do that's worthwhile, anything that we're going to accomplish in our days, all those important things, we only do them through the grace of God, only with the help of God. God does them through us. So be making that time to prioritize prayer, to be connecting with him at the start of whatever busy stuff that you've got going on that day. So those are my three things that I want to suggest that you do when you're feeling burned out. Connect with people, reevaluate your work, and then reset your priorities. But if you have a way that's helping you combat or you know, deal with burnout right now or a particularly busy time of year, I'd love to hear from you and be able to share on a future show with the girlfriends here. So send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. I would love to hear from you. Or if you have feedback on this show or any others, I always love to hear from you. So you can connect with me there. Also, you can connect with me on social media. I especially love connecting on Instagram. I'm Danielle Bean on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram always, always happy to connect with you in those places as well. All right, coming up, we've got a little bit more of the show, some listener feedback for you on ta-da, NFP. You guys love to talk about NFP. But first, we've got a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Do you find it difficult to enter into the mysteries of the rosary? What about personally applying them to your life? Drawing from the writings of the saints, the Bible, and Catholic tradition, Matt Frat has produced Pocket Guide to the Rosary, a masterful work that teaches Catholics how to truly meditate on the mysteries of the Rosary, how to pray the Rosary like the saints, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your prayer life and improve the way you pray what St. Padre Pio called the weapon of our times, we invite you to check out Pocket Guide to the Rosary by Matt Frad. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. And recently I had a listener, Ashley, who sent in a question specifically about the Marquette method of natural family planning. If you're not familiar with NFP or natural family planning, this is a licit means inside of the Catholic Church of spacing or preventing pregnancy by being aware of your fertility symptoms and avoiding intercourse on days when you 
you are fertile. So this tends to be a hot topic among Catholic women, especially. We always have questions and we always were looking for support. And Ashley had reached out specifically looking for support in the Marquette method of fertility awareness. So I heard from a few people. First of all, I heard from a lot of people who really recommended a Facebook group which is for kind of Marquette method users. And it's called Clear Blue Monitor Methods. And then in parentheses, MM Monitor Methods, NFP. So if you do a search for that, Clear Blue Monitor Methods, NFP, in Facebook groups, this is going to come up. It's got a little over 14,000 members. And I have not joined this group, so I'm not (laughs) necessarily endorsing everything that's on there. But so many people recommended it to me that I know it's a very popular one. So anybody who's looking for information or support with Marquette or other monitor methods definitely should go and check out that Facebook group. Again, the name of it is Clear Blue Monitor Methods. So and then I heard from Sarah, who sent in this helpful email specifically for Ashley, but I'm going to read it through because I think it's helpful for anybody who's interested in a monitor method or the Marquette method of natural family planning. So Sarah wrote, Hi, Danielle, I wanted to send in some information for Ashley, who had a question on your latest podcast about the Marquette method. I use the Marquette method and have used it since I gave birth seven months ago. I took a self-paced online course by Bella Health and Wellness. That's bellawellness.org. They just recently updated it, and it's a lot nicer than when I took the course seven months ago. They provide ongoing help and guidance through emails or phone calls whenever you have questions, I am assuming the course is still available. I bought the Clear Blue Fertility Monitor. That's the only monitor that Marquette Method uses. I bought the new one that is available. You can possibly find the very old version pre-used on eBay, but they do not actually sell it anymore. I suggest getting the new one. It's a one-time purchase. I also live on one income and we're on a very tight budget. I use the subscribe and save option on Amazon for their fertility sticks each month. It costs about $30 to $40 a month for the sticks, but I have many boxes piled up. I really don't need to buy them that often. So it really costs less than $30 to $40 per month to purchase the sticks for the monitor. Uh, Finally, I find the Marquette method very, very accurate. One perk is that there are more available days for intercourse when you're trying to avoid or prevent pregnancy by using the Marquette method because you hormonally verify when you are ovulating. It basically takes the guesswork out and gives you answers that you don't have to think about. Those are a few reasons why I really like the Marquette method, especially during postpartum when using other methods of NFP is super tricky and stressful when cycles are irregular and all over the place. I hope this helps. Please pass along to Ashley. Blessings, Sarah. So thank you, Sarah. And thank you others who wrote in about the Marquette method. There are multiple methods and it's really about finding the right one that works best for you and the kind of support that you need nowadays online with things like Facebook groups and Instagram, there's lots of sharing going on that I'm sure you can find the information you need, but it just can be overwhelming sometimes. So that's why I'm grateful to Sarah for sharing about bellawellness.org and her using the subscribe and save on Amazon. There are lots of different methods, um, but for using the Marquette method, these are particular resources for that. If you have more questions or if you have more feedback for me on particular things about NFP that you would like to share with other listeners here on Girlfriends, uh, 
I might put together a whole other show on it. I'm thinking about pulling together a lot of different resources, um, a lot of different perspectives, maybe um, sharing about some of the different methods, because this is something I get a lot of feedback about. There are people, you know, who are staunch advocates for the, all the different methods. And there's just a wealth of resources out there. And I think it can be a little bit overwhelming for people, especially if you're just getting started and kind of learning about natural family planning and the different methods that are available. Or especially if you're in a stressful time of life, like you just had a baby and you're trying to figure out this stuff. I mean, that can be really hard to do. So let's talk about that on a future show. If you have other uh, resources you want to recommend to me, or if you have a, you know, a, a, a testimony about a particular method that you want to share, I would love to hear from you. So send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. Also, if you have feedback of any kind that you want to share right here on the show, or a question you'd like me to take up in this segment of the show, I also would love to hear from you. You can email me danielle at daniellebean.com. If you especially love me, you'll send me a voicemail. You can record a voice memo on your phone or you can connect with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. All right, that's it for today. I want to thank you for being part of today's show. I am so grateful for your presence here. I truly do not take it for granted. I know you have lots of things going on in your life. Maybe you're feeling burned out. Maybe you've got a lot going on. And this podcast has been one little respite for you. It is a respite for me. I love connecting with you here. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for being part of the Girlfriends podcast community. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 